Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Comeback Drive. I've got my good friend Sam here who is going to let us know what we're going to be talking about this week. Sam? Thank you very much, Jake. Uh, Yeah, as you say, episode 12 this week, we're covering uh, some of the new rules coming up for the 2021 season. Um, We're also looking at the fifth year options that have been picked up from the first round of the 2018 draft. We'll explain what that is uh, when we come to it. Um, Jake and I are also going to look at the uh, top three teams who we think have picked best in the draft, like the the top three teams, yeah, to have had the best draft to put them in the best position to help the teams massively next year. And then Two-Tone and Pewter is back this week where we're going to be reviewing our own team's draft picks. But before that, you know what the score is now. We're, We're heading straight into the jingle. the new rules for the 2021 season so we've not got a lot of new rules this season Uh, I think it's five technically six I guess Um, and we're gonna have a look at them uh, right now Uh, so Sam what's the first one you've got written down Um, the big one uh, that I think a lot of fans are happy about some maybe aren't too happy about is the jersey numbering system uh, which has been modified so um, Previously, running backs, tight ends and wide receivers could not wear the numbers between number one and uh, 49 uh, and uh, 80 to 89. So tight ends could uh, wear 80 to 89. Wide receivers could wear 80 to 89, but running backs uh, couldn't. Defensive backs, so like cornerbacks and safeties, can wear numbers one to 49, where previously... Um, I don't think it went quite as high as that or maybe as low as that. Linebackers can wear uh, numbers between 1 to 59 and 90 to 99. Uh, and the following uh, remain unchanged. Offensive linemen are 50 to 79. Defensive linemen are 50 to 79 or 90 to 99. And quarterbacks, punters and kickers are 1 to 19. Uh, per the league's existing rules, any player who changes his number this season must buy out the inventory of the existing jerseys in the club's official stores and online uh, before the change is made official. Uh, A player who intends to change his number for the 2022 season can do so without cost. What are you thinking about that, Jake? I think it's great. I think a lot of these players can now pick up numbers that they played in college. Um, And I mean, a lot of these guys picked up a lot of their like social media handles whilst in college um and now have had to carry on with that handle but the number not being right anymore um in in the, within the NFL so i th- i think it's great that some of these guys can can go back to their college number and feel like they've sort of come circle in uh, full circle in a way um i know there's some that can't do that for example chris godwin has always been um number 12 and for another year at least that's not going to happen um because tb12 is not going to give up tb12 um but i think he's made a name for himself at the at 14 um chris godwin um but yeah there's a few other you know running backs tight ends wide receivers that did have single digit numbers on their jerseys in college uh, and would like to do so going into the nfl so it's great that they can now i don't really see too much of an issue with it i know uh, Schrodinger's Brady was a bit 
outspoken about it, saying that he thought it was a bit ridiculous. Um, but I, I don't see an issue. What about you? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a bit of a sucker for the old ways, like within the NFL, like itself, the actual league. Because um, I remember, like, we both watched the draft on um, Thursday, the twenty ninth, and it's yeah. a great draft. But like, you see Kyle Pitts go number four to the Atlanta Falcons. Great tight end he's going to do really well in the league and you would expect him to pick up a number between 80 to 89 you know you know 81 82 88 they're usually big tight end numbers that you see um and he's picked number eight this season uh for atlanta which i I don't know it it just seems a bit weird for a tight end in the nfl to be wearing like a single uh, single digit number um I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. it. It's just a bit weird. It's like um, De- Derrick Henry for us, uh, obviously, he was drafted in uh, 2016. He um, he was number um, two in uh, college at Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. He's now 22 uh, in the NFL because he couldn't wear the number two as a running back in the NFL. He could go back to the number two if he wanted, um, you know, if he did want to. But um, I he would have to buy out all the inventory and obviously he's one of the most talked about players in the league so i, I don't think he would have yeah. enough money to buy out the full inventory of Derek I also Henry don't jerseys. think i don't i can't see henry going back to two either i think uh Derek henry is certainly one that has more than carved out their position with the number that he's got i think 22 is the number that a lot of people know him at unless they did avidly watch college football um, so I, th- I I reckon like people like Henry, are, are, they're going to stick with that number because it's the number that everyone knows him as. Yeah, I, I mean it's one of those like I imagine in five years' time we won't even like be be thinking about it like it won't you mm. know make a difference like because I know in college football like you've got you've got almost four year groups going through because it's sort of like uh, you've how is it we do we do it there freshmen. Uh, so- sophomores freshman junior sophomore and ah, yeah. something else um I, I don't quite know the american system no, I'm so not sure the last one so seniors like, seniors that's it so, yeah. so when it comes to um when it comes to like playing in these games like the, the offense will have 1 to 99 and then the defense mm-hmm. will also have a 1 to 99 and that's that's how it works in college but Obviously, in the NFL, you've got a 53-man roster plus the practice squad. So yeah. you don't necessarily need a wide receiver as at number one. Like, I mean, Jamar Chase, he, he, his jersey number was number one at LSU. He's also opted to keep that at um, uh, Cincinnati. Now he's back with Joe Burrow. And yeah. stuff like that, it's like, all right, okay, it makes sense. But at the same time, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like seeing number 11 as a wide receiver. I, I like seeing number 84 as a wide receiver. Um, things like that. 13, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I can't... I think, like, going forward, the rookies coming in, fair enough, let them keep their numbers, provided somebody hasn't already got it um, on their side of the field or whatever. But um, I think, you know, ones that I say have, have sort of established themselves as a particular number. Loads of fans have got shirts with that number on it. Some of them, uh, like, again, like Derek Henry, for example, like he's in the um, the spot in Hall of Fame in Nashville in there with 22. So you don't really want to then mess with that by changing your number that late into your career. Um, 
I think, like I say, I don't really have a, an issue with it. If they want to do it, let them do it. But I think let the rookies come in and take the new numbers. But I think the 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 sort of the vets that have been in that number for a while, just keep your number. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen any of the veteran players wanting to change their numbers. I think they're sort of established. Like I, I can't remember what Jalen Ramsey's number was in college. Like I know he's number mm. twenty on defense when he was at the Jags, and he's also twenty again um, for the Rams. I, like I mean, if it, say if he was number three in college, like and he he wanted to change back to number three, like yeah, all the fans have bought a number twenty jersey, so you yeah. just you just wouldn't, you know. Uh, that's it. And then what are they going to do with all that surplus that they've had to buy? Like, they're probably going to give it out as gifts to people. And then they're giving out the wrong number as well. Like, it's... Oh, I'd take a free jersey. Like, I mean, every, anyone's going to take a free jersey, but it's still going to be that your fans are wearing a different number to you. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you've got some second-year players that have changed. One of the Colts uh, wide receivers has changed from whatever number he was to the number one jersey because that's what he wore in um mm. that's what he wore in uh, college so um yeah it's, it's, it's one of yeah. those yeah and you know i could see if the number was available um i could see uh oh my mind's gone blank on his name and that makes me very sad um <laughs> Uh, Devin White going back to 40 if he was given the chance. Um, now, obviously, that didn't really require a rule change. It's just I think that number wasn't available because he is he's always been get live 40 and now he's get live 45, which I think works better. Um, personally, I'm so used to um, seeing him in a 45 jersey. In, but that's um... it. But he he's, he's coming into his third season now, isn't he? So he's not a vet vet yet. You know, he's not what we would think of as a vet because he's not been around for... Uh, you know a handful of years he's been around for for two so far um but like as i say all of his social media handles i get live 40 um and obviously he's now 45 um i could see him going back to 40 but also he's got his super bowl winning jersey that's 45 he's got his um medallion thing that he got his, his diamond encrusted medallion that says 45 so on that side i can also see him staying so yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll have to see, because I know Will Fuller, um, who was with the Texans, now with the Dolphins, he was number 15 for um, the uh, Texans. And I, th- I think he's something like number three or number five for the mm-hmm. Dolphins. Um, jersey number. It's it, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just weird to see like a wide receiver at, num- at jersey number five catching the ball. Like, But hey, it's what it is. It, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. Like I say, I, I imagine next year we won't even be bothering to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, um, it'll be just normal by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, let take it away with the uh, next rule uh, change date for the twenty twenty one season. Um, okay, so I have got down here um, that replay officials can now provide certain objective information to on field officials. Um, so the NFL didn't really fully take in the the, the sky judge. I think it was nicknamed last last in, um, and it it was. You know, it was a compromise going in, but um, now the officials in charge of the replay can assist um, with the following new rule applications um, without the need for a challenge. So, possession of the ball, uh, a complete or a completed or incomplete pass, um, which I think there's been a couple of times where we've said we want that sky judge in there for that one um, last season, which so I think that's going to be good. Um, touching of a loose ball, a ba- a ball, sorry, boundary line, goal line, or end line. 
uh, the spot of the ball or player in relation to sidelines, uh, the line of scrimmage line to gain or goal line and down by contact when not ruled down on the field. Um, so I did say that they can sort of assist with those without need for a challenge but obviously all of those things can still be challenged by a team um, but now when the on-field officials discuss it they can also consult with the replay officials um, and obviously it's it's that, that buzz phrase again uh, the clear and obvious um, to, to decide whether you know which way it goes I, I imagine they've done that to try and sort of speed up the process of reviews like if, if, yeah. if the sky judge has seen it clearly then rather than a call taking five minutes to make it takes a minute and like you just yeah. get back to the game clicking clicks so obviously I, I think one of the things that annoys you being like a british fan is like say if you if you're up watching the uh thursday night games which start about 1am for us like it's when a call yeah. takes five minutes uh you know to review and it's four in the mornings like, i want to go to bed um <laughs> yeah. I mean, even for the, you know, I say that just for us, but like, even for the players and stuff, it was like it should be quicker for some of the calls to be made than. Yeah, I think so. And I've got like five minutes is a long time in a game where plays last a matter of seconds. Like, you, it, it's enough time to start to cool down a little bit when you've just got into a stride or something. Like, it's it's a long time, and I, I think this is a great addition. I think I think using the sky judge more should be good like like i say before there was a few times last season where we were looking at the replay going uh, i mean that's clearly that from that that angle or from above or whatever and now they can actually consult that um rather than it just being down to the officials on the field which i think makes a big difference i know they they do watch the replays and stuff but um i I think the sky judge is going to be good um i think it's going to make some better calls this season um Obviously, there'll be some where we go, oh, come on, no. Um, but I think that's just part of any sport. Yeah. Um, another rule change. Overtime in pre-season games has been eliminated. This will be the first time since 1973 in which overtime is not used in the pre-season. I, I personally think it's a good thing. Like, pre-season games, they're, they're competitive, they're but they're not yeah. competitive. You're warming up like... Uh, before you have to narrow down to that 53-man roster, um, you've got maybe 70, 80 players on your squad. And, um, you you know, the first pre-season game, maybe you're playing, like, none of your starters and you're playing all of these players that you've picked up and you want to see, you know, who shines and who doesn't. But it's one of those, like, if a game finishes um, 17-17, in pre-season, no one's that bothered about winning. Like, you're about showing off the best you can do uh, in the time allowed. And then, obviously, there's uh, increased risk of injury in the, you know, final quarters uh, when you've uh, been, um, you know, your muscles have been exercising and, uh, and, you know, you've been in battle against other teams for such a long time. So, per- yeah, personally, yeah. with that one, I, th- I think it's it, it's a good a good thing not to sort of overdo it in pre-season for a record that doesn't really matter. You can finish 0-4 in pre-season and win the regular season, you know, 15-1 and one or, or whatever. Like, it, 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 pre-season doesn't really matter competitiveness-wise. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, there's there's no point in in overtime in the preseason because the outcome, I just it just doesn't matter. It's not counted towards anything. Your your, your tally of how you've done in your preseason doesn't count anything towards the actual regular season. So 
there is no need to settle ties like just leave it a tie it doesn't matter um obviously we get really excited about the first preseason game because it's the first game back football's back for the first time in in months but ultimately obviously you always want to see your team win but ultimately it doesn't matter I like, <laughs> just... I'm, I'm not overly, like i don't mind watching a bit of preseason, but i don't get super hyped for it because it's like okay tanner hill's in for five snaps Derrick Henry's in for 10 snaps. Like, that's it. Like, you're playing your backups. Like, mm. you want to see... I think it's a good chance to see the players that are going to be or potentially going to be in there if somebody gets injured later on. But also, it's more... You're not watching the players as much like you do in the regular season. It's more just to be watching a game. Yeah. After, after several so months long. of not watching uh, any new games. Obviously, you can rewatch games to your heart's content. But it's not the same as watching a live game is it so it's 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 that live football's back and that's great but ultimately the result just is is sort of pointless it's just seeing how the team plays together before the actual season which we saw this past season where we didn't have the preseason um we definitely saw some teething issues happening in the regular season and which did affect the season um and, you know in some cases it affected it yeah. less negatively than others but um yeah it it's i think i'm glad preseason's back this season because i think those few games are really important for getting the the team sort of into their stride together against someone else it's completely different playing against your practice squad playing against your own defense it's you know in in saying full speed it's not ever going to be full speed full speed in practice is it yeah. you don't want to be the guy that injures your own defensive player or your own offensive player um <laughs> I, I, so, remember, yeah, I, think... I remember a couple of seasons ago watching a preseason game, um, and it was Tampa Bay versus Tennessee. You had Jameis Winston in, and I think he scored like three passing touchdowns in the same season that we then went and smashed you later on in the year. It's like it doesn't, yeah. like it doesn't matter it because you, like Winston was in against our backup defense and <laughs> uh, feeling yeah. good about himself. Yeah. Um, any more rule changes? Oh, well, they definitely are. We know that. Um, yeah um so i have um the uh adding in a loss of a down uh, to the penalty of a second forward pass so previously um obviously when the team committed a penalty for two forward passes on one play um it was just a five yard penalty um now the teams will also incur a loss of a down for the same penalty as well as the additional uh, the addition of the five yards um so i mean it also but that that rule also impacts um when the ball crosses the line of scrimmage then goes back behind the line of scrimmage and then a forward pass is attempted um that's still illegal um but that'll also incur a loss of a down as well as the additional five yard penalty um how do you feel about this one so i'm just going to very quickly explain that to people who don't know what <laughs> second forward pass is. So yeah. it's it's happened before where a quarterback will will throw will try throwing the ball to one of their wide receivers or tight ends or running backs, something like that. And the defensive player sort of gets a hand on it and bats it back and the quarterback then has the ball in their hands again because he's he's caught it. Uh, like you're essentially catching your own pass if you do that. Now it happened to us last season. Brady did it. I'm guessing. Yeah, it says it says on yeah. the one that I'm looking at. This is in response to a 2020 Tampa Bay versus LA game. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, Brady's Brady fault. threw the ball. The Rams 
smacked it. Um, was it the Rams or was it the Chargers? Rams. I think it was Chargers. Rams, it was the Rams. Um, yeah, he got his hand up, batted the ball back. Brady caught it and threw it again. And obviously the whistle blew immediately, but um, it was a great pass. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a couple of times where like, uh, you, uh, sorry to bring his name up again each week. Um, did you watch the um, Tennessee versus Kansas City playoff game in 2017? No, I don't think I will have. So uh, Mariota threw the ball. It got batted back to him mm-hmm. um, and he caught it and then he ran with the ball. That is allowed. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But you can't then re-throw the ball uh you know, after it's it's been batted back down to you for, I, yeah, I don't really understand why because I think it's like it's it's almost like fair game. Like, oh, it's been batted back. Why can't I rethrow it? Like, yeah, it does seem strange, doesn't it? But you can also sort of like you can, can fumble you can a ball why, and but... carry on running with it. Like, so why shouldn't you be able to rethrow a ball once you've recaught it? Yeah, I mean, you could also, I mean, if if you had the ability to, you could throw throw a deep ball and start legging it and see if you can catch it yourself. Uh, I've seen it happen, not in an actual game, but I've seen somebody do it when I was... Was it the Philadelphia Eagles impressed. when they had no wide receivers? Was it Carson <laughs> No, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> the, the Philadelphia Eagles last season, no. Um, it was It was a video of um, uh, an unknown. I don't know if he was in college or what, or just one of these trick shot people. But he threw a deep ball from uh, one end zone and just sprinted the second the ball left his hand and caught it in the other end zone. And I was very impressed by that. Like, the, that that's that got to be... Like, you can't throw a ball 100 Well, maybe, yards. yeah, maybe it wasn't <laughs> all the way to the other end zone, but he caught it pretty far down the field and, you know, ended the video ended in the end zone. So, mm. you know, same thing. But to throw a pass to yourself, that's pretty impressive. And it, it'd be great to see somebody do that in the NFL. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those rules that we... Um, See, like, I, I, like it makes sense in, um, in the sense that, like, it's a loss of downs now rather than a, um, yeah, it's a loss of downs rather as well than as a five, as well yeah. as a penalty because yeah. it's, it's like intentional grounding when when a when a quarterback throws the ball and there's no wide receiver in the air, that's a loss of downs. So I guess it sort of makes sense. It, yeah, um, and yeah, it's it's both. It's not instead of. It's as well as. Um, it's a five yard penalty and a loss of downs. Um, what else have you got? Have we got one I, left? I, I, two there, left? There's, there's two left. Shall I just quickly fire them off um, so we can move yeah. on to our next section? Because obviously we decided to only not, you know, speak uh, about not as much as we usually do, and we're already 25 minutes into uh, into this. Um, <laughs> so all accepted penalties committed by either team during consecutive extra point or two point conversion attempts are to be enforced which closes a loophole that occurred during a 2019 Chicago-Denver game. I'm not quite sure what that means. I need to read into that a little bit more. Um, I, I'm, let me just, yeah. All accepted penalties committed by the team during consecutive extra point or two-point conversion attempts are to be enforced. Well, I'm guessing that means that they don't offset or something, like they're enforced and not... Right, yeah. okay. And then the, the, the second one is... Um, during kickoffs, the receiving team may have no more than nine players in the setup zone, which is the area between the 10 and 25 yards uh, from the kickoff spot. Uh, I'm guessing that's just for overtime rules, uh, like when uh, you're trying to recatch 
not recatch a ball. Um, onside kick rules, even not overtime rules. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing actually, so it makes it a bit fairer for onside kicks. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, it's it's to um, it, well, it has to do with the low conversion rates of onside kicks because um, they would just crowd the zone and ten players would be there to recover an onside kick. Um, so now they have to be further back, leaving fewer players on the receiving team to to recover that ball. Um, so that because I mean you didn't see it that often, did you, with with onside kicks because it just didn't work. Oh previously but now unless it's anyone versus Atlanta. You know, of course yeah uh, <laughs> that was just ridiculous um but yeah so i i think we we might see a few more onside kicks this season but not a lot of players attempt not a lot of teams attempt it in the first place um obviously pat mcafee famously did um the falcons completely ignored it last season thinking that they couldn't do anything about it um <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's an interesting one that because it's sort of like why are you trying to make it fairer on the team who are kicking the onside trying kick? to essentially do a trick play yeah. like <laughs> it shouldn't be made fair like it should you like it should be like okay the team are set up to defend the ball oh, no because they're not getting it as much it was like well yeah like but don't go yeah they're supposed to be kick kicking then. it to the other team um, not just trying to grab it again yeah um yeah I, i'm not really sure why they've changed this one i don't think there was any particular need for it as i say it didn't happen that often anyway but um yeah let them crack on yeah. let's see if it, <laughs> let's see if we see some more onside kicks because they're always interesting but they'll stop being interesting if it becomes an onside kick is an easy way to give yourself an extra yeah. play uh i think Now's probably a good time to just move on to the fifth-year options. So yeah. for people who don't know what a fifth-year option is, um, every player drafted in the first round of any draft in their contracts get something called a fifth-year option. So, um, for example, uh, the fifth-year options for the 2022 season uh, players that were drafted in 2018. So they're, they're already in to their fourth season and then the fifth year is a, it's like a team option the team can choose to pick up uh their fifth year of the contract or they can choose to decline it um so for example baker mayfield the number one pick uh in 2018 his fifth year option for next season has been picked up because he's they're on the upwards turn um the um Browns and uh, they got to the playoffs for the first time in forever last season with Baker yeah. Mayfield um, under centre. So um, yeah, that's essentially what a fifth year option is. Um, Jake and I are just going to talk over if we think that the rest of them are good picks or not. So I, I've just said there, Baker Mayfield, his fifth year option has been picked up. Uh, good option because obviously, yeah, like I said, they're doing well. Uh, do you want to take it from uh, the New York Giants who picked number two in 2018? Yeah, so the New York Giants of of uh, Saquon Barkley have agreed their their fifth year option um, at uh, 7.21 million as his salary. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a good idea for the Giants. Yeah, I um, um I think Saquon sorry. Barkley's still got got some got some going him, um, and I think you know the giants have, have picked up some some decent players this 
draft. So keeping the veteran running back on is is a good idea. Yeah, like obviously he went number two overall uh, to the Giants in um, yeah. 2018. 2018. He's a very good running back, but he's coming into his fourth year now. I, I think one, I think in his second year he was out for most of the season with an ACL tear, or maybe it was this season, and then this season he's had another problem. Obviously he's going into his fourth yeah. year this season. Like he needs to stay healthy this year because otherwise I think they'll just cut him even though they've picked up his fifth-year option for the season after. Yeah, it's well, it's not a massive salary, is it? 7.21 million um, compared to some of the others. It's fully um, guaranteed, on, though. Just on this list, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's good for the Giants. I think anything that potentially scores them some points is good for them. Mm. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, originally drafted by the New York uh, Jets, Um he was traded to the Panthers and his fifth year option has been picked up at 18.858 million. I was a bit surprised by this mm-hmm. one. Um, just just because yeah. of um, how he played as a Jet. And I don't blame him fully for this at all. I, like Adam Gase, terrible head coach uh, for all of the years that uh, Sam Darnold was there and he didn't get the tutorage he needed to be an NFL elite player. Um, obviously, he's mm. been traded to the Panthers, and he's he's, he's their number one um, quarterback for next season. But if he if he doesn't turn out to be the quarterback that they're hoping he can be, um, they they've still got him on an eighteen million fully guaranteed contract the next year. Like that's not the position the Panthers want to be in. No, no. Um, they have picked him up a couple of a couple of new uh, weapons this season. I think I think the Carolina had quite a good draft. They picked up um, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, they picked, which is a great name, fun to say. Um, <laughs> they picked up um, Tommy Tremble. They picked up like they, these are great names. Um, <laughs> they picked up Terence Terrace Marshall. You know they've they've got some some new um, sort of people for him to get the ball to. Um, they've picked up some new defensive players as well, um, as well as uh, Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama. Um, I think they they probably do right to keep him on while they sort of test out the the, the sort of the rookies, see how they're going to do with them. Um, they did have a really good draft. I think maybe taking Darnold and picking up his his fifth year option was probably in like a good call for the Panthers. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. Um, Denzel Ward, uh, 13 million um, contract, uh, which has been picked up. Um, very good cornerback for them. I think that's a good pick for the Browns at four as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was fourth overall in 2018. Um, he is a very good cornerback and... and the Browns can use keeping hold of a good um, defensive position. Like he's he's the Browns. The Browns are on the up again. I think this season. I think we're going to see them do quite well. Um, the the last season wasn't wasn't their best, but I think we're going to see some good things coming out of. Cleveland, you can't say it wasn't so. the best. It's the best season they've had in about twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't the best compared to some others when uh, you look at it. Like but Tampa Bay, you I mean. Think no, I wasn't specifically thinking of Tampa Bay, but since you bring it up, um, yeah, I think I think it's just generally a good call from yeah. Cleveland. Um, number five, Bradley Chubb to the Broncos defensive end. Uh, I think yeah, they've picked him up. Obviously, I think that's a great, uh, great 
pick up for them uh, for the fifth year option. Yeah, 12.716 million. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't get rid of Chubb. I think he's, he's certainly one to keep a hold of. Broncos, again, doing quite well. Um, yeah, good choice for the Broncos. Um, um, we've got who we've got for the Colts. So we've got uh, Quinton Nelson, um, number six overall. Uh, his 2022 salary coming in at 13.75 million. I wouldn't um, be surprised I, I to can't... see them uh, sign him up to a long-term contract before the fifth year. He's he's one of the best yeah. guards in the league. Um, as as much as they're a division rival, like watching Quentin Nelson play, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the best at his position. So uh, like mm-hmm. easy uh, options picking up there. Yeah, yeah, and I I not really seen or heard much of him um, before last season. Obviously, not watching. You know, we don't come up against the Colts really. Um, not watching last the other games really on the Bucks games, but obviously we've got to deal with him this season. Yeah. Um, as well as you guys, I mean, you've got to deal with him twice, don't you? Yeah. Um, I've only got to deal with him once, but. Yeah, I, I again, good call for the Colts, and I, I, I don't disagree with you that they're probably going to push for longer than that. So, yeah, so um, obviously, I think this next one is a good call for the Bills, um, picking up Josh Allen for his, his fifth year option, twenty three point uh, one million. I, I, they, they were never going to not pick him, were they? Josh Allen had a great season last season um, for the Bills, and I, there was never a doubt, was there? Yeah, I, I mean, out of the four quarterbacks there. Um, arguably, the, the the best out of all of them in in the development from college to where they are now as a team. Uh, I mean, B- Baker Mayfield, obviously, um, fantastic. Um, jo- Lamar Jackson, brilliant. Oh, I wasn't thinking of Lamar Jackson. I'm looking in the top ten. Forty Nine has picked up Rosen, and obviously oh, okay. he's, he's not. I, I, like he's a practice squad player now, but. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got Darnold, who's still yet to prove it, and I kind of want to see him succeed, as we've just said. But um, Josh Allen, yeah, like twenty-three million, fully guaranteed fifth-year option. Like it's, it was a no-brainer for the Bills, especially after the way he played last season. Um, yeah. I'm maybe thinking that we just sort of speed through it from um, eight to eighteen. Uh, because all of those picks have sure. been picked up, apart from the number ten pick, which was Josh Rosen uh, to the forty. No, not forty nine, as it was to Arizona originally. Uh, he played backup, and mm-hmm. he, he's sort of fallen out of favour with everyone. Like he's a backup at the forty nine ers now, and um, yeah. But apart from that, we, yeah. we've got um, Roquan Smith, the linebacker for the Bears, uh, picked up. Mike McGlinchey, uh, offensive tackle, picked up. Minka Fitzpatrick, picked up. Vita Vey for the Buccaneers, picked up. Deron Payne, mm-hmm. which I think is a fantastic name for Washington, uh, exercised. Marcus Davenport, exercised. Colton Miller, he's got an extension with the Raiders uh, because he's probably the only offensive tackle they've got. Um Tremaine Edmonds, fantastic linebacker from the Bills. Uh, Derwin James, not surprised there with the Chargers picking him up. And uh, Jair Alexander, definitely not surprised he's been picked up. What do you think about all of those? Uh, obviously, Vita Vea, really happy. I've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, fantastic. Um, just just fantastic all-round defensive player, really. But he's, he's, he's vital to our team. Um uh, Marcus Davenport, yeah, um, the Saints of, of he's caused us trouble many times. I think that the Saints were right to keep hold of him. Um, 
uh, there's a couple of names that I've I've not really seen so much um, in there, um, but I don't think there's any that I would have sort of said bad move. I um, Mink Mink Fitzpatrick, like that's one that stands out to me. Like yeah, that that's such an easy, ex you know, exercising yeah. of a fifth year option for them there. Um, Derwin James for the Chargers. I've actually met him when I was down in London for the NFL game between the Chargers and the Titans. He was at like a signing and I didn't really know who he was at the time. Uh, so I only got a picture with Kevin Bayard of the Titans. Otherwise, I would have got one with Derwin James. Very, very good safety, but he's been injured the last two seasons. Um, ACL last season, so he was out for all last season and one before. I think he played about four games and then um, he got yeah. um, a player landed on him and it, yeah something happened injury wise but when healthy he is yeah. a hell of a safety um the first declined option is at number 19 for the cowboys leighton van der Esch. i don't know too much about him as a player uh, individually um mm-hmm. i believe what the cowboys have said is that they've declined it because of the salary cap um and they want to extend him to a uh, contract beyond uh, next season but they they yes uh, want to work that out rather than giving him a nine million fully guaranteed contract just for the 2022 yeah. season um so not sort of surprised there um frank ragnall for the Lions. sorry i know i'm talking a lot jake i will let you speak in a minute um i know right. he has been um picked up for a fifth-year option but they've actually signed him to a new long-term contract i've not seen the details of the contract i saw it briefly just before we started recording yeah. uh, unless i sort of read the headline wrong off the side of my phone here um but he's actually been picked up you know to a longer contract uh which is a mm-hmm. great um great center for detroit uh i will let you carry on talking from here from 21 onwards so we have got oh we've got the swirly screen, um, <laughs> we've got uh, was it the Bengals in at twenty one, yeah. um, with uh, Billy Price. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting swirly screen again. Sorry, do you want to pick this up while my computer oh yeah of course. Uh, back to my lovely voice, everyone. So Billy Price, the centre for Bengals. It's been declined the fifth year option of 10 million fully guaranteed not surprised as they had a terrible low line all of last season um uh, 22 tennessee titans rashan evans uh linebacker for us 10 million fully guaranteed contracts uh has been declined as well again like the Leighton van der Esch option they didn't want to pay him 10 million fully guaranteed for one season in 2022 because they want to sign him up to a full-time uh Longer long-term extension contract. Um, Jake's still having a few issues with his uh, phone, so uh, I'm going to carry on speaking. Um, Patriots, <clears throat> Isaiah Wynn, offensive line. He has been picked up, 10 million guaranteed. DJ Moore for the Panthers, uh, wide receiver, has been picked up for a fifth-year option, 11 million guaranteed. Um, 25, the Falcons, uh, tight end Hayden Hurst, has been declined. Uh, Falcons again at 26 um, with Calvin Ridley, uh, 11 million contract, which he has been picked up for. I'm not surprised. He's been one of the better players for the Falcons over the last couple of seasons. Are you back with us, Jake? I am, yeah. Um, so where are we? 27. Rashad Penny, uh, the running back for the Seahawks, uh, also declined um, the 
the fifth year option um and i mean straight into 28 we've got uh terrell edmonds uh the safety for the steelers um declining as well uh and at 29th overall we've got uh tavon bryan from the jaguars also not picking up um in fact the next couple haven't picked up either we've got mike hughes and the vikings not picking up the fifth option and sony um michael from the patriots uh not picking up his either um and then we've got another big name who has picked it up obviously um in quarterback lamar jackson uh with the ravens who has uh, come to terms for his fifth year option while well, it's been picked up um and a 23.1 million salary Not um surprised. i mean yeah th- th- again it's another no-brainer you don't get rid of a player who's a quarterback and a running back at the same yeah. time i um it's one of those all the ones that have been picked up it's like yeah it makes complete sense and all the ones that have been declined it makes sense uh, that they've not been picked up like I was slightly surprised with mine mm-hmm. for the Titans with uh, Rashawn Evans because he's a very very good yeah. run stopper but last season our defence declined massively so it's obviously all the defensive players are sort of on the cards here um, you know um Wearing what's going on, so I'm hoping that when he comes back uh, next season, himself and um, uh, Jalen uh, Brown, uh, not Jalen Brown, yeah, Jalen Brown, no, something Brown, I can't remember his name, which is terrible. Tennessee Titans linebackers. <laughs> I was going to say, if you just type in Tennessee Titans Brown, you're just getting AJ Brown, you know it. <laughs> Jayon Brown, I was close. Um, so I hope we do pick him back up, but again, it all depends on next season. If he, if he drops off, then we, you know, we'll, we'll get rid of him and it makes sense that we're not picking up his fifth year option. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, any, anything you want to say with regards to all of those for the fifth year options? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, we don't really know the, the sort of, reasonings behind all of the ones that have not been picked up um or chosen not to be picked up i suppose um some of them i think yeah it's not too surprising some of them it's a a cap thing um i I was definitely surprised um with rashan evans as you've mentioned um and just like i say there's a couple of no-brainers in there josh allen lamar jackson there's no way you don't pick them back up so so yeah, I think we should move along and talk about our who we think uh, our sort of top three overall best drafts by team. So who have you got in your number three position? Let's work down to who we think. I've got. not done it like that. I've not done it in order of like, oh, I, I think they've had the first like and, and stuff. I've just done like the, the teams that I think have done like my top three out of all of them, not in a specific order. So... Um, I specifically said it like that because I knew you wouldn't have. I haven't oh, either. Okay. Um, I just, I just thought I'd make you panic for a second. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not panicking. It's like, yeah, we have a bit of fun here. We drink whiskey. <laughs> we talk NFL. We have fun. Um, so one of the teams that I've got in there is it's actually a team uh, that we spoke about earlier who made the playoffs for the first time in about 20 years. The Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I think what they've done in free agency and then on top with the draft is exceptional. They, um drafted another cornerback because uh greedy williams has been injured and not playing for the last couple of seasons uh, they drafted greg newsom uh out of uh, northwestern um 
yeah, it was Northwestern. I, I was getting his and my pick mixed up. Out of Northwestern, very, very good cornerback who's going to do very well for them. And he, he's an instant starter for them uh, alongside Denzel Ward, who we uh, spoke about uh, in our fifth-year options just uh, previously. And then in the second round, they went and got one of the better linebackers in uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, whose name I'm very happy I nailed first go there. Um, and I, I think just those first two uh, round picks are they, they make them contenders for their division if not the playoffs um the wide receivers are sorted they've got odell beckham jr they've got jarvis landry their offensive line was one of the best offensive lines in the league last season the defensive line has got slightly better with um the outside linebackers and then you've also you, you're putting jeremiah usu koromoro in an inside linebacker there and and then the cornerbacks and safeties as well i, I think they're a good team to watch next season with um, uh, Baker Mayfield going into his fourth year. Yeah, yeah, I can't can't argue with you there. I um, I think I think they've done they've done well in the draft this season. They're not on my list, um, but I think they have had a good draft. Go on, one um, of yours. So I. I have got three teams down, but one team I'm not actually going to talk about. I did it, and then I thought, just before we started, I was thinking, reading through my notes, going, I shouldn't have picked them. Um, but anyway, uh, I've, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a really good draft. Obviously, round one, they picked up Najee Harris, the phenomenal running back out of Alabama. Um, uh, they've got uh, Pat Freemuth, uh, the tight end out of Penn State. Um, again, great, great pick for the Steelers. I think they they're going into a. Is it? Do you think it's sort of a swan song season for Roethlisberger? I can't see him being back in the twenty twenty two season. It's so do or die they're... for them this season. Yeah, they've got to win. I think so. Yeah. Um, if not, he's gone. Yeah, and I mean they had a great run at the start of last season. I think they went undefeated for a while. Ten didn't games. They? Um, ten games. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, but. I think they're, they're they're sort of stacking stacking the deck a little bit coming through. So in round three they picked up Kendrick Green, uh, the guard out of Illinois. Uh, round four they got Dan Moore Jr. Um, from Texas. Um, they picked up. Uh, or they also picked up in round four. Uh, pick one forty they picked up Buddy Johnson, um, linebacker out of Texas as well. Uh, round five they picked up Isaiah Loudermilk um, out of Wisconsin. Um, pick round six Quincy Roche out of Miami round seven Trey Norwood out of Oklahoma and also in round seven they got Presley Harvin the third out of Georgia Tech um, a great punter there so I think generally they've they've had a really good draft um, and they are stacking the team for the future I think there's a couple on there that we're definitely going to see start we're definitely going to see Najee Harris in the game this oh, season. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. You, you, you'd be a fool to pick up Najee Harris and not play him. Um, and uh, some of the other positions we'll maybe see in a game that they're sort of dominating in, which we saw a few of last season. So there's certainly a chance to play him. We, as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, we're probably going to see some of those faces um, out in the preseason. Um, but yeah, generally, all round, I think they had a good draft. What, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think um, 
the Steelers are obviously an interesting one because they've brought back um, Juju Smith-Schuster. They've got Chase Claypool in there. They've mm-hmm. got good wide receivers. They've got a good defensive line. Like yeah. It wreaked havoc on a lot of plays last season. Obviously, the Titans have picked up Bud Dupree in free agency from them, which I'm hoping helps yeah. our uh, defensive line. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they've still got the key pieces there to make a run, but uh, they need... I mean, it's like I said, the team that I picked, the Cleveland Browns, absolutely pancakes them in the playoffs um yeah so it'd be interesting to see again if those two get to play in the playoffs again the Steelers and the Browns um to see who comes up trumps this year um yeah interesting to see what we both picked AFC North teams there yeah because again it's <laughs> who else again just for people who listen like we don't communicate about this sort of stuff we sort of like oh I'm, I'm gonna pick mine you're gonna pick yours and then we'll, we'll just discover it in the draft sorry in the podcast um <laughs> so that's that's very interesting um yeah another team that i've got on uh another afc team from the afc east this time are the miami dolphins I okay, yeah. They had a good draft last season, and they uh, just narrowly missed out on the playoffs um, with rookie quarterback coming in uh, after being injured for the start of the season from college uh, with Tua Tungavaloa, um, and obviously had a very good defense last uh, uh, last year. They, they've helped themselves mm-hmm. massively by picking up wide receiver Jalen Waddle, who was uh, a oh, former yeah. teammate of uh, Tua Tungavaloa. Um, so that connection between them is hopefully still there, even though it's a different playbook. Uh, they still got that um, chemistry from uh, the Alabama days. And then further, further down in the first round, I wanted them so badly to pick up Najee Harris, who went to the Steelers, but they picked up Jalen yeah. Phillips, who was from the Miami Hurricanes, uh, and one of the top uh, outside linebackers in the uh, draft uh, that just happened. Uh, second round, mm-hmm. they picked up a safety in Javon Holland, who was the second rated safety uh, on my books behind uh, Trevor Moring. And then they picked up uh, a couple of offensive tackles, another tight end, and a running back. Um, I mean, tight end, they're pretty set. They've, they've got Mike Gazicki, who's very good. They've just picked, like I say, Hunter Long. Um, Wide receivers have got Will Fuller, who's very, very good. Jalen Waddle there now. Uh, Devontae Parker. Offensive line is hopefully a little bit uh, better than it previously was. Um, mm-hmm. Linebackers and defensive line are looking good, and um, the cornerbacks, were, uh, the secondary was pretty, pretty solid last season. Anyway, I think Xavier Howard uh, was um, like the number one uh, player who. Uh, Number one for interceptions last year is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, very team that I think have done very very well in the draft. Yeah, I think so. I think they did. did they pick up. Um, they picked up running back in, in the seventh the round yeah. as well, didn't they? Um, Jared Dokes, and I think he's he's got some potential for the future. I think he's he's going to do great learning under the, some of their current running backs. Um, and yeah, I, I can't disagree. I think they've they've had a good one. Um, again, another one that's not on my list. I think we're possibly not going to agree on one this like like as in I come up with the same one uh, in this time. I think this is the first time we've done this and not had one that was the same. Um, so uh, another one on my list here uh, is the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, they they round one they pick up Justin Fields um, out of a, the quarterback out of Ohio State. He's, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, he's, he's, his 
film, what he's done has, has been phenomenal. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Bears. Um, they picked up Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State in round two. Um, again, another great pick for the Bears. Uh, round five, uh, they've got Larry Borum, uh, defensive lineman out of Missouri. Um, round six, they picked up Kali, uh, Khalil sorry, Herbert, the running back out of Virginia Tech. Uh, later, well, literally a few picks later in round six, they got Daz Newsom, uh, the wide receiver out of North Carolina, um, and even uh, again another couple of picks later, they picked up uh, Thomas Graham Jr., the defensive back out of Oregon, um, also in round six, and in round seven, uh, they got um, Kairis Tonga, um, defensive lineman from BYU. Um, now Tonga's a name that I've not heard so much, but overall, I think they've they've picked up some great players to really sort of bolster their team um i mean the bears are somebody that we had trouble with last season they they just flattened us i don't really know what happened um, i say you necessarily but... had trouble with them i'd say you'd necessarily had trouble with your team playing against itself at times yeah yeah that's true yeah it was it was early on wasn't it but it's uh, i think it was also a thursday night game thursday night games just didn't go well for us last season thursday and monday we we lost um, but yeah, I think for the Bears, fantastic. And I mean, you can't go wrong with Justin Fields either, can you? I, I mean, for me, he was my second-rated quarterback. Uh, you know, I had him going as high as number two or three uh, in my mock draft, uh, which is right in front yeah. of me. Actually, I'll tell you, I had him going number two overall. So to to see him mm-hmm. slide down to eleven, uh, obviously, I know the Bears yeah. traded up to get him, but I, I, I mean. After the issues they had with Mitch Trubisky, I think you know um, he's going to sit behind Andy Dalton and um, Nick Foles for a while, and then after that he's he'll be able to start the next season. We can safely assume that that is the case. Um, so, yeah, yeah, not not surprising. They picked up a tackle as sorry, offensive tackle as well, which is what we needed help with. So, a good draft for them. I, I, like for me, not necessarily one of the top three teams, but I like, I, I certainly see where you're coming from with what you've uh, done there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you pick your third and final one, just because I keep picking first. It's like, go on, I'll let you pick your third and final one. Okay. Um, now, as I say, I'm not actually going to talk about this one very much, um, and you'll see why in a second. If it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm ending the call. It's the Tennessee Titans. Okay. I think you had a really, really good draft. You filled the holes that you needed to fill. Um, you got some backups for the future. I think... I think you had a really, really good draft. Like I say, I don't want to talk about it too much because we're, about we're, to talk we're, about we're going next. to talk about it in more okay. detail in Two Tone and Pewter. Um, but yeah, I think the Titans had, in my opinion, like a, 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 a one of the top three picks uh, drafts. We'll let you talk about that when we move on as well. Like I'm guessing I'll yeah, talk sure. about yeah, it and yeah. then you'll come in with your thing. So, so yeah. top three teams for Jake. We're going to talk about the Titans in Two Tone and Pewter after I've talked about the Titans into Tony mm-hmm. Pewter. Uh, <laughs> um, so, for me, I, I didn't have the Titans in the top three. I, I thought we did have a good draft, but not in my top three. I think the LA Chargers have had a very good draft. Um, they struggled a lot last season. Like, um, Justin Herbert was the top... He won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um Deservedly so. Yeah, deserved like 30 mm. passing touchdowns. I think it was bang on 30. Yeah. It might have been 31, 32, which is very good for a rookie. 
but he had a lot of key players around him uh, on offense and defense out injured uh, last season and they've got a lot of these players coming back then the draft as well they needed help on the offensive line and they they managed to um, pick up Rashawn Slater who slid down all the way to them at 13 the second best tackle in the draft behind um, Penny Sewell who went to uh, the Detroit Lions um, yeah but I mean the second best um, in 2014 the second best tackle no third tackle it was Taylor Lewan came to us and he's, he's, he's been to three Pro Bowls so it doesn't necessarily matter yeah. about getting who the analysts think is the top tackle or top player in the draft like if you get the top player who you want on your team that's what matters and I, I think yeah. Rashawn Slater one of the better tackles uh, in the draft uh, and he's going to help massively in the second round they picked up a cornerback Asante Samuel Jr he, he was one of those that maybe in other years he would have gone in the first round but he he went in the yeah. second round and he's a very good cornerback out of Florida State um, as well behind the top five was it five? five? Four or five went in the first round. Um, and he's going to help with their uh, secondary massively. Obviously, they've got Derwin James coming back. You've got um, um, Samuel Jr. coming in. Uh, who else have they got? There was other names that I looked at. Chris Harris Jr., who was previously with the Broncos. Um, so I think, you know, just, just those top two picks there help massively Josh Palmer a wide receiver coming out of Tennessee which I know a lot of Titans fans were looking at for potentially a third round pick if we could get him they'd be happy um, and he's gone to um, uh, the Chargers Trey McKitty one of the top tight ends uh, out of Georgia has gone to them in the third round um, they need help at offend, uh, sorry outside linebacker and they picked up Chris Rumpf the second in the fourth round um, and I, I still think we need help um Sorry, with uh, the outside linebacker position, the edge position, but um, mm -hmm. apart from that, I think we had one of the better um, better drafts out of the teams there. Yeah, I think they they have had a really good draft. Um, as you say, they I think they do need to stack some up round um, Herbert now. Um, I think they they picked up. Uh, was, there, was there another running back in there? Did you mention that um, that Larry Roundtree the third um, coming in, um, and the safety Mark Webb? Um, I think, I, like I said again, I can't see all of these guys starting, um, but there's certainly some names we're going to see on the field this season. Um, certainly some some solid backups uh, as well, um, and I, I I've said it. I've, a hundred times on the podcast so far, but I'm really excited to watch the Chargers play this season. We've both um, got. A soft I really enjoyed them, watching them so. play. Yeah, a hundred percent, and I think it's largely Herbert. I think it's 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 a hundred percent Herbert. Um, I I I didn't, you know, I I, I was kind of rooting for them when we played them, you know, um, <laughs> that, that, that's how the soft how, how much of a soft spot there is there. Um, I really enjoyed watching them last season, and I'm really looking forward to watching them this yeah. season. Um, finally, we are back to our two-tone and pewter segment, which has been missing the last couple of weeks purely because of the, uh, the has, draft yeah. uh, and everything going on there. So we're finally bringing it back um, in episode 12. Um, mm. Tennessee Titans and Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafts. Uh, who who should we go first? 
Should we go? We're going to go with the books first, yeah. um, okay. because as I say, I I put the Titans into my top and you three. You talk so a little bit about that. We pro- yeah, we're probably going to talk a little bit more about the Titans in this two tone computer section. Um, so yeah, so the books we picked up round one, we picked up the phenomenal Edge Joe Tryon out of Washington. Um, I don't know if you've looked into him at all since the draft, but his work ethic is ridiculous. Um, like he is constantly working to be better. He's, he, you know, when he's on season, he is just studying film, working out, eating right, um, staying healthy. Basically, he just looks after himself and he looks after the team. And I'm, I'm, I think he's going to be a, a great addition, um, especially after some some tutelage under the great bets that we've got in there. Um, in round two, we picked up Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida. Uh, again, looked up some of his films. Um, he's, he's looking great. I think he'll do really well learning under uh, Schrodinger's Brady for a year. Um, I think certainly if Brady sits out for a particularly high-scoring game or god forbid gets injured um he's looking a lot better than um gabbert did last season um and he's fresh out of college um you know whether he steps up to the nfl level um i, th- I think he will um but you know we you never know dear um so round three pick 95 we picked up robert hainsey um out of notre dame um again strong strong position uh well strong person to come in uh into the o-line and learn under the, the the phenomenal o-line that we've got going on at the moment um i mean brady did get sacked a few times last season um mostly earlier on um and then a couple of times later on against some of the tougher teams but largely he had all the time in the world in the pocket and that is what brady needs um and you know i think kyle trask is a bit of a pocket passer at times um and i think he he'll be happy with a, a solid O-line as well. Um, so in round four, pick one, two, nine, we've got Jalen Darden, uh, the wide receiver out of North Texas. Um, again, great hands, really fast. Um, I think he, we're not, well, we we could be seeing him playing. Um, we did have a few issues at wide receiver last season uh, with injuries and COVID, all the rest of it. Um I think again, learning under Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think there's going to be um, some 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 good things coming from him there. Uh, round five, we've got KJ Britt, uh, pick one seven six, um, the linebacker out of Auburn. Um, round seven at pick two five one, we've got Chris Wilcox, cornerback out of BYU. And again in round seven at pick two five nine, um, we've got Grant Stewart, the linebacker out of Houston. Um, so. Again, all of these are people that I don't think we're going to be seeing starting this season. I don't think we're going to mess with the formula, um, but they've got some phenomenal teachers to work under for a while, um, particularly in defense. Um, they've they've got a great coach in Todd Bowles. They've got great players to learn from, um, and I think we're going to see these names being names that I talk about quite a lot uh, next year. I, I, I think for me that the pick that stands out um, out of all of your draft picks is Kyle Trask out of Florida. Um, I, I can't remember which game it was that I, I caught. Um, I got in from work one night and um, there was a Florida game on. Um, 
on a Saturday, and I can't, I can't remember who you were play uh, who they were playing against. And Trask is a very good quarterback. I know he didn't go in the first round, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, if you didn't pick him up in the second, he would have slipped down to the third round. Um, he's he's the one for me to keep an eye on after Brady. Like obviously, Blaine Gabbert, I've, we've had him at the Titans. So I I know I know what he's like. He's not <laughs> he's, he's the not pain, the yeah. greatest quarterback. He, he he's good. He, he he fills the need if you you know if you if Brady's out injured. But Trask for me is the backup and future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I I, I yeah. won't be surprised in a couple of years to see you pick up a Trask uh, jersey. Um, I don't know enough about uh, the rest of the picks really to to um, comment on them. Like even with Joe Try and your first round pick. Um, I, I, again, like for you guys, you're almost spoilt for choice uh, in like you don't need draft picks. Um, like, yeah. you know, Kyle Trask for me, like I say, he's the one that really, really stands out because in a couple of years' time, learning under Brady, like if he listens to Brady and he sits behind him and he's happy to do that, I, I know that the um, rookies are itching to start in this league, but I, like he's a good player, he's a good quarterback. And uh, I can't yeah. wait to see what uh, he does in the uh, in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised we picked up uh, Joe Tryon uh, so early on. Obviously, he he needed to be our number one pick. He is he is phenomenal. But I mean, um, I agree with you, Kyle Trask. Um, his record in college last season um, was 43 touchdowns uh, and eight interceptions, which is is I mean, anything that single digit interceptions for the books is is brilliant. Um, but I mean the forty-three touchdowns. Um, I mean he threw four hundred seventy-four yards and four touchdowns against the at the time the number four college team, um, Georgia, um, and he was the first quarterback in uh, SEC history to throw four touchdowns in five consecutive games. So yeah, I, I think I yeah, <laughs> I think you will see um, me wearing a trust jersey in the future um, and. I said, I'm just excited to have a backup that's not Gabbert. <laughs> let's let's see how he does in the NFL first before you say that. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Tennessee Titans. My Tennessee Titans uh, was very excited with the draft, obviously. Um, yeah. We said it in our mock draft. Oh, I said it in my mock draft. Like I think number one in the first round, we're going to be... Sorry, uh, pick 22, uh, we're going to be picking a cornerback. And... I nailed yep. on the head exactly which cornerback we were going to be picking up in Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with that pickup. Obviously, we gussied our secondary last year. I won't say why. Like, listen to the past eleven podcasts to understand why we've got it our secondary. <laughs> um, like, if it had stayed healthy, there's talks about him going top top ten. Um, but obviously, he's had back injury, um, which is obviously a big sort of oh god if he doesn't come back from his back injury properly or he gets rushed like he's not going to have a long career in the nfl um mm-hmm. the, the titans are notoriously good with letting players come back from injury before throwing them into it we had it with like i mean even mariota he he's like injured himself so many times and he didn't rush him back he came back and he, he played better because of that um we drafted yeah. jeffrey simmons who slid down to us uh pick number 19 or 18 a couple of years ago um and again it was a it was a player that people say oh he's a top five pick and he came out from injury and he's been one of the best um, defensive tackles in the league um so I'm, I'm just hoping with caleb farley that he comes back from back injury and he does uh 
really well in our secondary. I saw some stats and it was something ridiculous like of all all the passes he's defended, he's only allowed like 13% of catches, which is insane mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. Um, obviously, to be expected, but with the better wide receivers in the NFL, that's going to be a bit higher. Like that happens against rookies. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm... I'm excited uh with that number one pick but the uh, the second round pick at number 53 we picked up an offensive tackle in dylan radunce and this is one that was a bit like i i hadn't really heard of his name um obviously i don't scout for the tennessee titans and i'm better glad that i don't yeah um i would have had have <laughs> taken a wide receiver um here but what was interesting for me uh there is I, I again another stat that i saw there's a test that a lot of players take specifically for each position and um like like it's not a speed test it's like an intelligence test a um how quick you are to judge something and uh dylan yeah. redunce apparently out of the a thousand two thousand offensive tackles that have been drafted in the last a hundred years he he's in the top five percent of how quick he is with his decision making which is what we want like um ob- yeah 100%. obviously the first year draft pick last year didn't go well for us again listen to the last 11 picks uh, sorry last 11 uh, episodes <laughs> you'll know exactly why um so one that for me like it fills a position of need and if he's as good as they say he is yeah, I'm happy that he's going to be... Uh, I mean, he's a left tackle, but he can be swung to right tackle. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember like me joking about like Taylor Lewan, uh, our starting left tackle, had sent a message to um, Mike Vrabel, uh, our head coach, while he was on uh, the scouting trail. Uh, like A bit of banter, and Mike Vrabel said, yeah, left tackles can be replaced too. Uh, like Obviously, yeah. this isn't the case. They're not going to be replacing Lewan, as far as I'm aware. I hope they don't. And I think that they'll swing him to right tackle, uh, Dylan Redunce. The third round pick at 92, Monty Rice, linebacker out of Georgia. Again, it's, this is another one because we've re- uh, declined um, Rashawn Evans' fifth round, uh, sorry, fifth year option. If he plays as good as Rashawn Evans, he's going to take over his spot because we're not going to pay Rashawn Evans yeah. 9 million. As much as I like Rashawn Evans in a run game, uh, blocking a run, um, it's a business and if he's not um nine millions worth worth of um linebacker they're not going to keep him in that position so i get it's not one that i know too much about but from what i've heard he's he's good at what he does and development wise uh he's got a lot to prove um number three uh sorry the com com oh god compensatory third round pick pick a hundred uh another cornerback elijah molden again apparently a very good uh, slot cornerback, which is an, another position we need. Uh, I've seen some tape on him, and he does look very good out of uh, Washington there, so we'll just have to see what happens uh, with them. Yeah. Uh, pick four at 109 and 135 respectively. We've got Desvic Patrick out of Louisville, and Rashad Weaver, defensive end, out of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, round six, 205 and 215 picks respectively. Racy McMath, uh, wide receiver out of LSU, and then one of my favourite names of the um, players we've ever drafted, Brady Breeze, safety out of Oregon. Um, uh, I don't know too much about these again, but it's positions of need, and that's what um, that's what helps us coming into the next season. So I'm I'm excited to see what we do with these picks. And I know you had them in your top three teams, so I'm excited to listen to why you think that. 
Well, you've you've covered a lot of it to be honest with you. I'm I, I think I think Farley was a great pick um in, in round one um as as you say especially after missing out and uh, he who must not be named last season um I think as you said uh, Redun's starting opposite Luan will be great to watch. I think they're going to be formidable. Well, um, I, mean, I don't we know, know if he's Luan... starting or not because we did get someone up in free agency from Cleveland. Uh, who's a right tackle yeah but if he did um i think you know that would be a, a great combo um obviously um it's going to be great to see luan back this season anyway um but with somebody great opposite him that'd be fantastic. and i cannot wait um, to wear my luan 77 jersey which as far as i'm aware is in the post to me <laughs> yeah i owe you uh, yeah that's that's not quite on its way yet, but I do owe you that. Um, <laughs> I did lose that bet. Um, yeah, Molden coming in, a um, little bit on the smaller size side, um, generally for that position. But um, as you mentioned, his, his instincts are, are phenomenal um, and, and could be immediately helpful. Um, Fitzpatrick, which is weird to say without saying Fitzmagic, but obviously completely different people. Um, he's he's a really good route runner. Uh, he he can stretch the field a bit, um, and I think he's he's a good one to to sort of fill that hole that Corey Davis left. Um, and and as you say, it's mostly you've you've filled the holes that you need. You've you've got those positions shored up or potentially shored up anyway. Um, that were a bit of a struggle for you last season. Um, and like I say, I think you're you you were up there in my top three because. Um, from a practical standpoint, you had a really, really good draft. You may not have come away with some of the, you know, the top ten, um, sort of caliber thing, uh, draft prospects. But that was never going to happen. Um, down at uh, where were you? Twenty two. Yeah. Um, so I think you've 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 had a really good draft for the things that the Titans sorely needed. Um, and I think. I mean, I've said it already a couple of times. Um, we'll see you in the Super Bowl. Yeah, one hundred percent. Titans yeah. winning forty-eight to uh, three. Ryan Suckup, the ex-Titans player, kicking a field goal for you. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. You, you, you're going to lose, but you know, you, you'll at least get to watch Derek Henry get stopped on the run. No chance. He's going to stiff arm <laughs> Devin White out of the stadium. Ah, uh, you know how good we were at stopping the run last season. I would, I, I genuinely, Super Bowl aside, I really want to see this Bucks team play this Titans team. I think it would be a really good match to watch. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it would be a particularly high-scoring game, to be honest. Um, but I think from a defensive standpoint, it would be interesting. Um. Certainly, what us stopping your team um, more than you stopping ours. Um, but if you defence, as, as I say, I think you've you've plugged those holes that were an issue last season. If you can get things together this season, it would be a great game to watch. We will certainly find out in the Super in the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that is the only place we can play this apart, season. Apart to from play the pre-season, anyway. like potentially, but I don't know what the pre-season games are yet. We'll find out. And who will get played? Yeah, very true. Um, 
that's the end of the podcast. It is. Goodbye. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. A little bit shorter this week. Yeah, not by much. <laughs> <laughs> Still shorter. I mean, let, let's find out. Uh, an hour and 17 minutes? Uh, I think we can probably take about five minutes off that. So an hour and 15 okay. minutes. An hour and 10 minutes, sorry. Um, but yeah. We always waffle on. We need to find a way of uh, not doing that. Yeah, but you all enjoy listening to our waffling tones. I, I tell you what, though. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, yes, thank you, everyone, again, for listening in. But a very funny story. I am a big fan of... Um... Is this at my expense No, again? it's not at your expense. You know what it's about, good, though, because good. you also found it hilarious. I'm a big fan of BBC's Casualty. And I was... Yeah, <laughs> he knows what it is already. I, I was watching it um, last week, and lo and behold, to my what surprise, there was... A young lady uh, who was a patient in the A&E department who was the spitting image of Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. And I sent you a picture of the, the young lady and of Justin Herbert. And Yeah, it, it was just the same person. I'm, I'm still not convinced that it wasn't um, a cameo. It's just, it's just, it's just gaslight, sorry, moonlighting uh, elsewhere. It was like, well, it's the off-season now. I'm going to go down to Cardiff and film some... Uh, Film some uh, TV drama, <laughs> some some long lived uh, BBC dramas. Yeah, as you do. Um, it was it was pretty funny though. Um, yeah, it was. It was really funny when you said it. I was like, oh, sure, he's going to look at it. she's going to look a little bit like Herbert. And then you sent the picture, and I was like, wow, that is just Herbert. It, it was incredible. That, that, that's not me saying that. Bless this young lady. She looks like a man. She just got. She had the same facial structure as Herbert, yeah. and and the same long hair. Um, and that's yeah. that's why it, they look so similar. It was it was it was quite funny, but um, it was yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my little uh, story for the end of a podcast. That's not got anything to do with what we were talking about in this podcast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, right. Uh, we will stop talking now because we know that we waffle on uh, quite a fair amount. Uh, so again, from Jake and I, thank you very much for listening in the social media, please remember to subscribe and listen to us on there, and um, tell all your friends about us so thank you very much again guys, and we'll see you again next week yeah, thank you so much see you next week